Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? You really want to know? It might make you uncomfortable and even sound a little crazy. But if I tell you, you can't go back to sleep. Here's the truth. You're under attack. We all are. Our children, our families, our communities. The saddest part is, they're only successful because we refuse to pay attention. For centuries, even millennia, they've conspired in the shadows and worked behind the scenes and hidden the truth behind cascading waves of lies and distractions. Can we be victorious? The fusion cell. I'll be your warrior guide, retired Green Beret Master Sergeant Jeremy Brown, with former police sergeant Jen. Do we have all the answers? Absolutely not. But together, we'll find them. Now, wake up. We've got work to do. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. This will go home just wait until I get a laugh from Jeremy. <laughs> Welcome oh to the Fusion Cell. <laughs> Go ahead. We must officially be part of the media because now we're playing Christmas music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had to invite it in at some point at some time. So it has happened. I'm sure this is your favorite holiday. Is it? Uh, is Christmas your sure. favorite? No, not really. Do you have no, a favorite? No, actually, uh, my I'm not really a holiday guy, but if I had to say my favorite holidays would be uh, Thanksgiving mm. and Independence Day, because obviously, even though we don't celebrate either one of them appropriately <laughs> as a society, um, uh, I think those are are, are really uh, um, my favorite holidays. I'm not, but I'm not big on holidays. Hmm. Well, you already know what Every mine day was. Every should be a holiday, Jim. <laughs> mine used to be Halloween until you shame me for it. So now I'm just... I know. Now I guess should it's July 4th. <laughs> it's our nation's <laughs> birthday now. Thanks for that. Um, now, when we, when we left last, it was the week before last, I believe, and you were super heated as you should be, and as we all should be, about the lack of action going on in D.C. or otherwise. Has anything happened between then and now? Any changes that you've seen from any Congress people or any big movements or changes? Um, you know, now, you see, now you remind me that we're, we're like the prodigal podcast. We just literally fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> Uh, no, you know, uh, so just so everybody knows, last week, uh, took a little personal time, um, put in a big fundraiser this past Saturday, so, uh, everybody was involved in trying to make that a success, and it was a great success. Uh, we were able to raise a few thousand dollars for the legal defense fund. We had, uh, we don't have about 42 people show up, Jen, is that what the final count was? Yes. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so, uh, they, they hosted at an actual three-dimensional gathering. Nobody was uh, zoomed in. Nobody uh, phoned it in. People actually showed up, uh, got to 
you know, press the flesh and hug the necks and uh, have a good old, old fashioned get together. Um, and, uh, yeah, everybody came together to help us raise legal funds. So, uh, there was a lot of work that went into that. So I'm greatly appreciative to Jen and her wife and all our supporters and my girlfriend and everything of that matter. That, it was just, it was so good that because all the AV equipment was used for it that last night we weren't able to have the podcast. <laughs> you know, nothing was working, but now we've, uh, well, we've gotten back to that. But at the time, I, I really have kind of taken a little bit of a break from a lot of heavy use consumption. So, um, oddly enough, I'm still in jail. So I, I guess there hasn't been that much accomplished in the last week and a half on the part of our fierce leaders. Uh, but I did come across, you know, it's funny that you should mention that because I was literally just writing down the notes. Uh, I come across, uh, I can't remember where, but I come across a story about Laura Logan. Okay. Um, and how, what's that? I said, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> the story was about how she was kicked off Newsmax and kicked off Fox. And I was reading the story, and the story was all about her QAnon style or QAnon-like uh, tirade, right? So the, apparently she was on the Eric Bowling show or whatever. And made some statements. Now, when the quotes provided in the story, I'm like, I don't see what the problem here is. So I think she was talking about uh, the border, the open borders, or feeding this, you know, this safe. T- you know, she, she was basically explaining the way of the world through a biblical perspective, right? That this is a this is a satanic and evil. Um, you know, infiltration of you know the U.S., the world, and and she she made some mentions about yeah you know, the open border feeding, uh, the child sex trafficking, and of course the article sees on the fact oh my gosh she believes that all these elites are engaged in child pedophilia, and that that is an exclusively conspiracy theory pushed by QAnon, therefore she must be QAnon, right? So now, apparently, what they've managed to do is totally hijack the real world uh, concept that there is pedophilia and there is child sex trafficking and that a lot of this is uh, involves very high-level people, right? And so, so maybe we need to Maybe we just need to do an, a whole week of all of the cumulative evidence and reports and stories. I know that we talked about doing a, a Maria Abramovich uh, episode and tied it into Nazi Buddha's research. And, you know, Greg Reset has a great report on this as well. Uh, but the reality is that we must be on to something. Because just the simple mention of by Laura Logan immediately gets her banned from not one, but two controlled conservative opposition networks deemed a conspiracy theorist and said to be basically uh, you know, a crazy woman. It's 
really, and so then I look at some other stories, and it's like, oh, they go back to all these co-workers and all these people that she worked with at CBS. They're like, oh, we used to love Laura, but now she's anything like we hear it now. Really, we don't even know. This is a typical character assassination. And the reason is because she says the quiet thing that loud. Uh, you're out to film. Uh, and it reminds me of the time, I, I believe it was Duke Gingrich. Um, and he was on Fox with Harris Faulkner. And he mentioned something about George Soros. And she literally cuts it off. And he, you know, he's a former member of the house, right? I mean, I'm sure he is pretty, I'm pretty sure in his mind, Duke Gingrich is assured that he could pretty much say anything he wants, right? So it really brings up the idea that George Soros was involved in something, and Harris Walker literally cut him off. And he's shocked. Like, I remember watching a clip, and he's like, wait, what? So clearly there are things that in this controlled uh, media uh, that you Let's mention a topic, and then I'm sure I'll just rant and rave about it. For, uh, here we go, right? <laughs> we literally just spoke to each other, and we didn't talk about any of this. But earlier today, I spoke to a group of 22 in Sarasota, uh, and it, it actually, uh, you know, in my notes, I'm talking a little bit about this, this idea that you are told that people are certain things, right? For example, if you had never listened to law, you would have been told, oh, you a far right lack of um, you shouldn't listen to him. But those that have listened, that listened to Russell Limbaugh for years and years, he's not like that at all. Well, it's the same thing with Tucker Carlson, right? I mean, if people who watch the Tucker Carlson, he's clearly very popular. It's because when they watch him, they feel like they're getting an honest uh, dose of journalism. And, and he asks questions, and he can always go as deep as he wants a lot of interviews myself now, I can certainly understand that the individual will always still never answer the question that they want. This is why I always want people to ask their questions, because if I go on a show for an hour, I'm never to touch up less than one of the entire story, right? So if I don't speak about something you want to hear about, well, then you might think, oh, he was avoiding the topic. Well, no, it's just that I, I I talk so much about my story, sometimes I don't even have any idea what people know or don't know. So I like to take questions because I like to answer. Uh, I like to know what it is that you want to know, right? So Tucker Carlson, people enjoy watching him because he's a, a he seems to be a, a true, genuine person. But yet, if you've never listened to Tucker Carlson, you've only heard the description of Dr. Carlson by other people within the mainstream media, you would think that he's a demon. And so this goes on and on. I have a whole list of people, Trump for one, right? Malcolm X, 
right? I mean, ask somebody that never listened to any of Malcolm X's speech what was he like, and, and they would probably describe him as some kind of, you know, uh, left-wing Marxist racist. But if you listen to a lot of Malcolm X's speeches, he actually railed on what was then, you know, the, the liberal Democrats and things like that. I mean, he's not friendly to the left at all, right? That's probably why they killed him. You, you know, your house goes to or your Louis Farrakhan or Elon Musk. I mean, there's a lot of people that have a lot of different opinions of these people. But if you don't listen to them for yourself, how are you supposed to judge? Never, ever allow somebody to tell you, oh, well, that guy, he's crazy, or you shouldn't listen to him. Always listen for yourself. And so I think it's funny because the idea that they're attacking Mar Logan as this cute type figure is a indication that they're afraid of what she's doing and so it, it means that we should use as a measure of whether or not to listen to people what is the reaction to them and if the, if the reaction is hyperbolic uh name calling then you should probably take a week of your time and and give them a week uh and see what your opinion of them is so uh let me call back jen and then we can come continue along this line okay Thank you. The caller has hung up. Thank you for using Securus. Goodbye. I have seen a lot of uh, quote-unquote hate towards Lara Logan recently, but I mean, there's a lot of that going around on Twitter, right? So I don't know if that's a good indication. There's a lot of trolls out there, too. Um, But some people were saying, like, oh, you were never a credible journalist. Uh, just pr- trying to put her down in those. I'm like, since when is, is Lara Logan not a credible journalist? Uh, maybe I'm missing something or just because you don't like her message, you're completely tuning it out and saying that she's not credible. Gotten into a lot of other discussions with people when you're, you know, Steve did a great job of bringing this story, uh, Steve Baker, to the surface of the perjury that occurred during the Oath Keepers trial. And you bring that Unknown up to caller. People. Oh, I don't trust the Blaze. Okay, well, he was investigating this before he joined the Blaze. Well. Citrus County, Florida. Whatever. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. Okay. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press 1. To refuse this free thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. All right. Can you hear me? Yes. You know, uh, one of the most. All right. So we kind of went. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to tell you, one of the interesting questions that someone had for you during the fundraiser was, do you think you'll be released if Trump wins the presidency? And, um, you know, that's so far <laughs> along in the future. and and. I mean, the, the more that I see what's going on with, with all of these different things, and I mean all these different things, all of these, uh, you know, the predictive programming, the one, once you realize that they have to tell you before they do things and and all that and that. Once you start understanding those things, it becomes very clear how volatile and chaotic next year can be. And they've just put, and I, and I was talking to Jeremy about this before we started. I was telling him about the number one movie on Netflix right now, Leave the World Behind. 
produced by the Obamas. It's got Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke in it. And one of the one of the uh, statements in there was, you know, you you can't trust white people. Okay, there was there was that little subtle. There was the six 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 at the beginning of the of the movie, and so all that to say, they are very much pointing toward chaos, volatility. Okay, I think it's a mistake for people to hang their hat on Donald Trump. And you can wish, you know, oh, he's gonna he's gonna save us. He's gonna take care of everything, and like. I just want people to mentally prepare yourselves for that not to happen. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying that don't go to sleep at night thinking everything's great and will be for the next year because there's a possibility that Donald Trump could win the election. That's just some, um, it's not critical thinking and it's also a lack of preparedness. Mentally, especially. Oh, did you say critical thinking, Jen? I did. You, you must be you must be QAnon like. You see, I well, if you don't know much about the Q movement or QAnon or whatever they want to call it, right? There's all these. Uh, they're actually like legitimate things like critical thinking, right? This is one of the things. Um, I personally believe the Q movement is nothing more than a modern-day digital operation trust run by the Bolsheviks or much like Big Brother ran the Brotherhood in 1984. We talked about uh, George Orwell's uh, novel, right? Yeah. Uh, but what do they do? They uh, The best lies are 95% truth. I say this over and over and over again, right? And so this movement, run by the enemy, can expose a lot of really true things, right? They can use a lot of actual information. They can use a lot of actual slogans like, you should be a critical thinker. Oh, okay. So now... Uh, because that was part of their little psychological operation, their, mil- their digital military intelligence operation, then they can say, oh, wait, did you just say critical thinking? Oh, you must be one of those QAnons, right? Stop thinking <laughs> so hard. Is how it works. Yeah, well, because now you're like, well, I don't want to be a, it's like, it's like racism, right? And you mentioned uh, this recent show by the Obamas, produced by the Obamas. But you know what? I watched this last weekend, uh, the Die Hard saga or whatever, however many Die Hard there are now. I think there's five. Before. Uh, so I was watching Die Hard with a Vengeance, right? I, I believe is the third Die Hard Bruce Willis movie, the New York Cops, on the surface, if you're not familiar with it. Um, it's an action series, right? But in 1995, in Die Hard with a Vengeance, uh, Samuel Jackson was the co-star, and there's a scene where young kids come into Samuel Jackson's pawn shop, and they've got a radio that they stole or whatever, and they're trying to pawn it, and he's he's getting on their case, right? As the adult, these are kids, he's like, what have I told you? What have I told you? And so he's going through all these things, and he's and a lot of them are really good, like, who can you trust? Don't trust anyone. Uh, you know, Who's got your back? Only we got our right, and so things that any typical 
uh, dad-like figure might say to But one of them was, who will you never accept help from? And the kids respond in unison, white people. Now, this is from 1995, right? Mm. And it's funny because in the city, uh, the terrorist has Bruce Willis, a New York City cop, uh, put on a sandwich board sign and go stand in the middle of like this, you know, this black neighborhood. And the sign in the original movie, now see, this this is total 1984, I'm about to say, and I just picked up on it uh, watching it this time. I know that in the actual version of Die Hard, because I saw it when it was, you know, first came out or, or shortly after, that the task was that Bruce Willis's character was to go into this black neighborhood and wear the sandwich completely naked all the way down to his boxer shorts and wear the sandwich board that says, I hate, and I believe it uses the racial slur that starts with an end that no one's allowed to say, right? Mm-hmm. So this is what the sign says. I hate the N-word, right? Yeah. And he's tasked to go stand in this black neighborhood as a white guy wearing this sign that says, I hate black people in essence. But the version that I just watched, <laughs> the sign says, I hate everybody. Really? That was the edit. That was the edit. Mm. And so they dub the words because, see, when the crowd of black men see the white guy with the sign that says, I hate the N-word, right? Yeah. And they approach him to beat him up, which is actually the, the, the anticipated response, right? They're having to dub words of, you know, everybody or people or whatever. And it was just odd because they didn't dub out the portion where Samuel Jackson tells these young black men that they should never accept help from white people because see, the idea was that we're alleviating racial tension producing scenes and we don't want this to seem like a racial thing. Well, then they would have dubbed the words that the young boy said about not, not accepting help from white people, right? But they didn't. But what they did do is they eliminated all the the the, the negative terms associated with like it was just very weird and surreal. But you mentioned that you know the Obama show is pushing this agenda of white people bad, right? But see, that's not true because this is exactly what they were pushing still in 1995. And the funny thing is that that movie and that series of movies is actually produced by 20th Century Fox. And at the beginning of every 20th Century Fox, the little, you know, the slides going, and then of course it changes, uh, I don't know what we call it, but back, you remember the gold statue of 20th Century Fox, right? Yes. And it's got the searchlight. Yeah. But then at the very bottom, you probably never even noticed this, but it says, a news corporation company. <laughs> but who's News Corp? News Corp is the owner of Fox News, the owner of the Wall Street Journal, right? The name says they're a news corporation. And yet, here they are producing films. Now, we're told that News Corp is the conservative news corporation, right? <laughs> well, if they were a conservative news corporation, then you think that their, their movie grants might make conservative movies, but clearly, 
This is just another example of the information dominance in the corporate controlled media. It's, it's all a, a fraud. It's all a facade. And it's interesting that, you know, you picked up on the fact that this, uh, you know, this Obama produced thing is, is pushing the whole anti, it's not even racism anymore. Now it's just anti-white, right? And, and I heard somebody the other day, I can't remember who, but basically they're creating the others, right? In every division of any culture or society, there always has to be a group that has been designated as the others, right? And, and anywhere around the world, there's, there's always a division. In Bolivia, it was the Spanish heritage Bolivians with the the uh, the native or the I forgot the actual term they use, but the equivalent of what we would refer to as Native Americans here in the United States. Well, Bolivia is the same way, right? They have the what they refer to as the indigenous people, right? And then they have the colonizers, right, which are the Spanish. So there's that divide. The others are the poor indigenous people, right? And in every culture in every country around the world, this is what you have. You have this this uh, fourth division in Australia, right? You have the Aboriginals versus the the uh, English penal colony uh, descendants, right? And so it's a constant attempt to divide and conquer. Um, and, and that's what you see. Now, as far as the whole truth going to save everything, this is just more cult of personality destruction. And the reason why they want to do this, and this will kind of feed back into uh, the discussion that Tucker Carlson had today on Clay and Buck Travis's show, um, or the Clay Travis Buck Sexton show, or whatever, uh, is the reason they create this cult of personality, the reason they hammer into our heads that we have to have a politician, we have to have a, a president, we have to have you know, some other figure. We have to have a hero. The reason they push that is because they don't want the alternative. And the alternative is that we figure out that we're the ones responsible for our own destiny, right? They don't want us to figure out that we are the solution. They want us to be dependent on anything other than ourselves. Because if we're dependent on ourselves, then they lose total power. They become uh, behind the curtain just as a short backfire throwing the levers, right? When we no longer care what the odds have to say because oh, my, um, you know, take your subsidies, your social, your social security, your Medicare, uh, your pothole filling, your dog catcher. All of that and shove it right where the sun doesn't shine because of stratospheric aerosol injections and the dimming of the sun. Well, then we don't need you anymore. Well, they lose their power. They only have power because of our participation, right? I mean, this is different than the, the biblical story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? I mean, uh, you know, bow. I, I played the lyre. I played the harp. You're supposed to bow to me. And they're like, no, nah, we're not going to bow to you. Well, are you in the fire? Go ahead. Throw in the fire. But if you throw it in the fire, I got to say But even if he doesn't see you, to me, this is like the most 
clap in the face and gangster move. Well, one of them was a gangster move in the Bible. Like, second, Abednego say, well, go ahead, throw up in the fire because God will save us. But even if he doesn't save us, right? I mean, you say, yes. we would love for God to save us. But even if he doesn't save us, I'm still not bound to you. Right. So there, there's my two options. Like, either I'm going to get out of this because God's going to save me, or I'm just going to burn to death. But neither of those options includes me bowing to Nebuchadnezzar. And what does Nebuchadnezzar do? He just irate, turns the fire up seven times, right? I mean, this is the prime example of how we should be dealing with these maniacs. Uh, you know, our hungry freaks. Just tell them. Go pound left. I don't work for you. I have liberty. I don't need you. I don't want you. And, uh, and uh, now that you pick me up, I'm just going to pay This is real solution. And they don't want us to come to that conclusion. But there were things that talked in today. Actually, maybe, you know, maybe my isolation prevented me from seeing things that, that Mr. Carlton did. Uh, and so when I call about, talk, talk about that, but, but that's the reality. They don't want us to figure out that we're the answer, not Trump. You know what? We should be saving Trump, not Trump saving us. Right. He's in a situation I'm in almost, right? The jail cell much larger, and apparently it's worth $18 billion. Um, but let me call back, and I'll talk about the you know, better point. Thank you for using Securus. Goodbye. What Jeremy was just talking about reminds me of a story, and I could have seen it in this movie, Leave the World Behind. I know that I saw it recently in the last couple of days, and I can't place where I heard it, but um, the story goes that uh, there was a flood, a man is trying to save himself sort of say. And so he puts himself in a position probably on a roof. Okay. Um, a rescue team comes by and he says, no, I'm good. God's going to save me. A boat comes by. He says, no, I'm good. God's going to save me. Yeah. Two other people come by, however, which way in the manner they come, he ends up dying and he gets to the pearly gates and he asks, why didn't you save me? And God says, I sent you uh, four different rescue people and you ignored all four. Unknown caller. And so that story to say that it's not to just sit idly by. We have to save and maybe monitored. If you believe this should be a save ourselves call, somehow, please hang up and follow facility instructions. And that's to not to say that there is no intervention to accept this or help call. Press one to refuse from above. Call. Press two. If you would like to permanent thank you for using Securus, you may start the conversation now. All right, look, these, these callbacks, and, and I get some of my best ideas during the callback. <laughs> <laughs> What were you thinking? What were you cooking uh, up over so there? All right. Uh, well, let me let me hit this because I don't want to lose my thought, and I'm going to talk to you another thing that they don't want us to realize. So, so Tucker was talking today about I guess his new venture, right? He's you know, he's starting his own network, and he was talking about the 
actually diminishing importance of this controlled corporate media structure. And he talked about viewership numbers and things like that. He was giving some examples of, you know, people, and, and I'll say, like, he was giving another example of some guy that nobody knows, right? Like, but he a YouTube star. And he was talking about how this guy, he's popular because he doesn't say anything that pushes the limit. And he's successful and he has like a million followers and whatever. And he's like, look, a million followers is way more than any of these you know, corporate shows get on a regular basis, right? And he's, and he's talking about how, you know, these, uh, they're losing their grasp of the control, which is, which I think, you know, made me think of like, well, no wonder they're trying to, uh, go so much into monitoring and censoring, right? Because see, they see that they're losing control of the narrative, so they have to have some other way to compensate for that loss of control. So therefore, it will be spying on you, right? If they can't tell you what to think, well, then they're going to want to then monitor what it is that is telling you what to think, how to think, or where, where are you getting your information from? Since you're no longer listening to me, what you should move with, I need to know what you are listening to. Right? This is the direction that they're going. This is why you're hearing about all the different and the UN policy, this, that, the other thing, and uh, it really says an interesting report about how the military is now involved and it actually has two two contractors from Silcom, special operators come in, talking about how they even use new terms like cognitive security, right? In other words, Orwellian uh, changing of the definition of words into cognitive security, right? Because you have to secure your cognitive reasoning, your ability to think for yourself. And so uh, they're literally doing it. And so this is the part of defense actively employing military contractors, and they just talk about it like it's some great thing. Like, they're really going to be and, and, and so Tucker was making the point that the corporate sponsorship model is dying because people are tired of being lied to. And that's Funding ourselves by your voluntary subscription, we can't worry about listening to what this sponsor wants to say or doesn't want to say. This is how every voice makes a living is right? Because unless you're independently wealthy, I mean, it costs, I mean, Jen, a couple dollars you spent on. The electronic equipment to make this podcast happen, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just didn't fall out of the sky free, right? right? There wasn't some government podcast vehicle, uh, like a like a roaming library to pull up and say, "Jen, we're from the government. We're here to help. What type of electronic devices do you need to get your voice out there?" No, it costs money, right? And so, yeah, we've even talked about this behind the scenes about how can we 
you know, how can I make sure that Jen is focused on providing great content for you guys rather than feeding her goats all the time? I mean, look, some things are more important than others, right? You know, she needs to feed her animals, right? In order for her to take time away from that for a while. So the strategy model overcomes that censorship model through corporate appeasement. Because, see, if we, uh, let's say, for example, like many other you know, conspiracy theorists or independent media sources, we take on a gold sponsor. Well, now we're telling you that you should only get your gold from this place. But I don't believe that. <laughs> you should shop around and get, you should get gold at the cheapest place possible because every penny over uh, some other price, somebody else's price is a penny less of gold you're going to get, right? But see, if we needed that sponsorship, well, then we're censoring what I actually believe, right? I mean, this is why uh, if I were ever to get in a position where I had to endorse products, I would have to actually want to endorse it. Like, for example, I only wear Oakley sunglasses, and you will never get me to wear any other type of sunglasses. Why? Because I'm just that brand loyal. And so I could never take on ESS or Ray-Ban as a sponsor because I would be lying to you. Uh, we're never going to run blue blocker ads. And so uh, Tucker basically is launching this network in order to provide people the ability to let their their voice be their monetization. Right? Because, see, if you like tuning in to the fusion cell, and we say, and we do a proper economic analysis, and we use the supply and demand curve, and we figure out, well, how many viewers would pay $2 versus how many would pay dollars, right? And, and where that happy medium is, is what we put down on. If the, if the content that we're putting out is worthy, well, then people will subscribe, right? It's like, it's like the old build of dreams. If you build it, they will come. And so I think it really is a perfect uh, entrepreneurial solution. And you see this you know, all over the place, right? Rumble is getting there. Uh, you got Brighteon. You have all of these other independent entire networks. Lindell TV. The reason is people are tired. And this is another example of how we have the power. We are now working. Meaning that if I have to tune in to the people that are for us, we they might actually survive and be able to get the information that I want into any time I want. Yeah. We're kind of looking through the isolation uh, concept is which is what information dominant does. If we pump into us what we should do, then we feel isolated, like we're the only one that thinks this is a bullshit. And that's why today, when I spoke to the group of 22 people, I said, you're doing exactly what they don't want us to do, which is gather to meet people face-to-face, outside, or, or at the fundraiser on Saturday. They don't want people gathering. If I'm sitting next to you, there's no one to sit for what I say to you. You have to hear what I say. And likewise, which brings me 
to the next thing that they really don't want us to figure out. And it's just because it, you hear this thing now. Jeremy, you're cutting out. I'm the devil. You cut out on number three. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Oh, man, that's really not what you hear this. <laughs> Here's the numbered thing. Here we come. <laughs> what I'm saying is, in general, we learn that we're actually all pretty much in agreement on those things. Like, for example, I want to use the bathroom number two. I want privacy. And everyone wants privacy. So, therefore, you develop rules. Sure, everyone gets privacy when they go number two, right? Why? Because we all want these things, and so being forced in a an environment where you are told it's like, I mean, most of the population here isn't like me, right? And yet I'm told on the outside, well, you don't want to have anything to do with it. Well, they're criminals or this and that, but the reality is that. When we sit down for chow or we're standing around waiting for them to unlock the doors so we can get back out we have conversations normally. Conversations that you might never think you could have with a drug dealer or or whatever whatever the reason people are here. But the reality is you do have them because at the end of the day, we actually agree on things like the fact that we love our families and we all want to have girlfriends or wives supporting them on the outside. Uh, we all think things are really screwed up. Uh, we all know that the government is behind the drug trade and that it's one big racket to keep jail school, right? I mean, these are the things that we actually all agree on. And therefore, we actually have kind of like this, uh, and this I, I don't, it's like an equilibrium. And say, this is what they don't want us to realize. They have to keep right. us divided. They have to keep us at each other's throat. Because, yes. see, if we were able to never come together and say, look, I realize that that's the way you want to live your life. That's fine. Just live your life like that over there, and I won't bother you, and you don't bother me. We'd be like, fine. We wouldn't need to have a government uh, highly, uh, you know, ex- you know uh, uh, a very expensive government car with lights on the top come by and tell us that we have to get along right no we would just naturally reach this like equilibrium uh, of tolerance and and things like but see by constantly pumping these things into you know our our minds into our thought processes this is how they actually you know perpetuate these types of disputes and this angst i think people are waking up to it and so it, it really is funny that this show has kind of come together like it has because uh, it's really just a, just a random thought about how we might actually slowly be with you know, the day, they've just gone a little bit too far to the point where they're making, they're, they are forcing people out of their slumber, yes. right? By just going too far. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it's it's funny that you say that, actually, because something I was going to read to you, um, this is from Simon Atiba on Twitter. He said, Justin, the White House is now promoting something called President Biden's unity agenda. In a post 
minutes ago, Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre wrote, a key focus of POTUS's unity agenda is supporting our nation's veterans. It's a commitment that unites all Americans, Democrats, Republicans, and independents. Today, we're proud that 5 million veterans have been screened for toxic exposure under POTUS's PACT Act, historic legislation that continues to deliver timely benefits and services to veterans who have been impacted by toxic exposures while serving our country. And then Simon says, my take is that many Americans would agree that America seems more divided now than united under President Biden's unity agenda. And that's absolutely true. He's dividing just as much as Obama did. But, you know, we need to have this whole yeah. special uh, section, you know, a new agenda so that we can unite people. So the Biden administration answer to national unity, bringing 350 million people together is to rally around 5 million veterans that were exposed to toxins? Right. <laughs> what the heck? That's right. <laughs> look, look, I love, I love, when I, I say I love it, but I really hate it is when they just pander to people using veterans, right? But they don't care about veterans. <laughs> if they cared about veterans, they would have one minute sending them to these endless wars uh, and stop the wreck. You know, the, the latest thing is that the Biden administration is threatening Congress. It, well, you know, if you don't give us funding for Ukraine, well, then we're just going to have to send our boys and girls over there to die. That's oh, right. That doesn't sound to me like a uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound to me like a very reasonable solution. How about this? How about we just tell Ukraine, hey, why don't you reach out to your neighbors there in old Europe uh, for all the help? I mean, it's just complete ridiculousness. So, um, yeah, there's that, but the uh, we got one more call, so let me call back. Okay. The caller has hung up. Just to tell you a little bit here, the comments Scott is saying, he's sick, so sick of all the lies. And I 100% agree because it's exhausting. This is why, you know, sometimes you just have to shut down and not look at, or, you know, not look so much at your phone or Twitter, whatever. This is why Jeremy takes these, this little hiatus because, it can be so exhausting and we're going to see so much more of this in the next year. It's going to be mind blowing. We already see 1984 as it's happening. I think we pretty accurately um, compared it to the actual movie and the story of 1984, which was really uh, just showing us a roadmap of where we're going and we're here. Things are happening. Unknown caller. Incredibly rapid pace, as is technology. They're going hand in hand. Serrated individual at Citrus County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press 1. To refuse this free call, thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. Right, yes. Now, do you mind if I play a Alex Jones clip from 2009? I want to get your thoughts on it. You cut out there a little bit. I just heard conspiracy theorist. 
The caller has hung up. You can't see what I'm doing over here with my left hand, but I'm I'm trying to I'm picking up the phone and putting it all around <laughs> when he calls and it starts losing connection uh, because the signal's weak tonight. I want to get Jeremy's thoughts on this video. 2009, Alex Jones, of course, predicting a lot of these things, predicting quote unquote a lot of these things happening. At this point, we've come to the conclusion that there are a lot of people out there that are controlled opposition, right? We're we're watching a movie play out uh, to some degree. People are placed in certain areas and they're left there and not suicided for certain reasons or not. We've seen what happens to people who apparently have um, unknown gotten a little too close to the truth regarding some people in power. An incarcerated individual at Citrus County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press 1. To refuse this free thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. Hey. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, that's better. What were you saying about uh, Alex Jones? Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you were saying you have a clip from Alex Jones, and I was simply saying sarcastically that we're not supposed to ever listen to Alex Jones. Oh, right. Well, he's he's been reinstated on X, so you know this is a hot topic right now. The old Alex Jones, <clears throat> but he's predicted so much. Um, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on it, but I thought it'd be helpful with a with a little clip that we could actually listen to. Jeremy Brown. Let's see if he's still on the line here. This connection is really crappy tonight. Put it up near the window, do a little circle with it, counterclockwise, left, right. Uh, uh. Are we? No. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang up so he doesn't lose any, any more minutes there, and we'll call me back. So let's listen to Alex Jones here. Pull this up on the... The screen. Just one second here. All right. I'm sure he's going to call back while we're playing it, but he'll be able to hear it. agenda afoot to force the population to undergo different type of medical treatments, namely vaccines. We're seeing a medical tyranny being set up, not just in the United States, but worldwide under the UN and the World Health Organization. Who's behind all this? The Bilderberg Group. They want a planetary dictatorship so they can carry out their forced depopulation agenda, and they want to do it through the medical system. 
And that's why vaccines are so important. We know that many of these vaccines turn out to have serious adverse reactions. And this is being done by design. They kill you slowly over time. That's why they're called soft kill. And I've got an insider I think you should really talk to, Dr. Rima Labo. But she doesn't live inside the United States because she's so concerned about all the police state development. Do you want to come in and sit down? No, sir. I'd rather not. You'd rather just be here so you can make a fast exit if you have As to. soon as you and I finish, You're out I'm here. leaving the country again. Why? Because in a very short time, not today, not tomorrow, but very soon, we'll be facing compulsory vaccination under the mistaken term of voluntary vaccination. What is it about these vaccinations? You think that they're bad? Well, first of all, let's start with the fact that the World Health Organization has decided that we have 90% too many people. The World Health Organization has been working since 1974 on vaccines to create permanent sterility. Doctor, the response is going to be, you're crazy. How can you say this stuff? I show them the documentation. Now, this is pretty shocking. This process has already been ongoing. To make matters worse... Unknown caller. Okay, let's see how this goes. Jeremy. An incarcerated individual at Citrus County, Florida. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number. To accept this free call, press 1. To refuse this brief, thank you for using Securus. You may start the conversation now. All right. I bet I missed the whole hour change clip, didn't I? <laughs> it's okay. It's almost <laughs> over. Um, it, basically, what he's saying is, you know, he's talking about vaccines and the Bilderberg Group, and they're trying to depopulate the planet. and and this, that, and the other. There's about, oh, there's about 20, 30 more seconds if you don't mind listening to it. Sure, go ahead. We know that the vaccines that were illegally approved by the FDA contain a substance called squalene. They will induce a pandemic using the nasal mist vaccine which is a live attenuated virus that means that if i take it i can infect you you're going to get the flu everybody around us is going to get the flu then the united states government based on their statements that they've already made will say oh my we have a pandemic oh my we have a pandemic and so that was a female talking was to that from uh, jesse the bot was that from Jesse Abadi's show Conspiracy Theory? Um, I'm not sure. It's, it was if it was on True TV, then yeah. They had yeah, Alex. Yeah, that sounded like a, a clip from the but the, well, you know, there everybody knows everybody with a half a brain should know by now that the whole vaccine thing and everybody else who doesn't realize it is just they're they're lost. They're hopeless. There's nothing we can do for them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, there, there's this writing, you know, that <clears throat> they just had another exercise similar to Event 201. I uh, can't remember the name off the top of my head. Uh, and guess what? It was a, a, a pneumonia that affects children. Once again, sponsored by Bill Melinda Gates and John Hopkins, all the same players that, that did the same exercises. Uh, right prior to COVID. I mean, and then, of course, the same exact time, and, and this is something Clyde Lewis has been talking about 
uh, on ground zero is that literally it's almost the exact same timeline as the COVID, right? You had event 201 uh, followed by the Chinese outbreak with all of this video coming out of China, which is historically never, you see nothing out of China ever because they have you know, the great firewall of China uh, that prevents information from getting in or out of communist China. But yet, Somehow, all of these videos about this pandemic in China were flooding out, uh, freaking everybody in the world out about the, this virus, and then lo and behold, COVID, right? Well, now you have the exact same scenarios, literally history rhyming. Another tabletop exercise sponsored by the exact same people. This time, the so-called virus um, is a respiratory virus that affects children, right? And what do we have? We have a weird uh, pneumonia in China affecting children. And we have outbreaks in, in Ohio or whatever. I mean, it's like, are we really this stupid? And the answer is apparently yes. Because the only reason an enemy keeps doing the same thing Is if they're being continually being successful with it, I'm assuming. Do again. All right, did you lose me? I did. Uh, you said that the only reason that the enemy keeps using that strategy or tactic, I'm, you cut out, but I'm assuming it's because you're saying because it's working, right? Yeah, exactly. In warfare, you don't run plays. Again, that didn't work because see, unlike football, where you get another down if you only got one yard that last try, let's try it again. No, no, in warfare, people die, right? Like you can't afford to keep doing the same thing that keeps failing, or else you lose the war. So when an enemy is repeatedly using a tactic against you, it's because they're deeming it to be successful, yeah. right? And so, I mean, I think we. With the TSA leak, but now, now it seems like they're going to try it again now with this respiratory. And now, and just look at your television, watch television, and see how many RSV vaccine commercials you're starting to see. I never even heard RSV until like a year or two ago. Much less thought it was something that a pharmaceutical company needed to pay millions and millions of dollars to advertise for. And yet, that's exactly what they're doing. Why? It's because they know that it's coming. It's just like uh, it's another rare disease that they've been advertising for that they're claiming, oh, well, this disease is very rare, but ask your doctor about it. No, first of all, it's a side effect of the vaccine. Right? And I, I, I can't, there's this commercial where it's like, I, some type of irritable, uh, Indro Sumpterner Syndrome, right? <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. Just watch the nightly news. You'll see a commercial for it, right? But this so-called extremely rare disease that the pharmaceutical company is spending millions of dollars to advertise the cure or a vaccine for is a side effect of the vaccine, right? And if you're not paying attention to these little facts, you will think, well, that's, yeah, that's funny. Uh, 
that rare disease, our neighbor got it. Yeah. Because it's not rare. It's, it's engineered, right? They're doing this intentionally. And you, know, you mentioned Alex Jones. Uh, Alex Jones is a character, okay? It, what, what we would say in polite terms is he's an acquired taste. But there's one thing for 100% sure. You will learn things that Alex covers that you won't learn from other places, right? And so maybe you can't tolerate his personality. Maybe you think he yells too much or he's too fat or he can't make up his mind whether he wants to cut all his hair off or grow it out, whatever. But the reality is he covers information that you're not going to get anywhere else. So in 2007, Alex Jones put out a documentary called Endgame. If you watch that documentary from 2007, okay, nearly, okay, how many, uh, that's what, 17 years ago? You'll be like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what's happening right now. <laughs> and it talks about the Bilderbergs and these global elites who want to just reduce the population. Uh, and so every aspect of their population agenda all tie together where it's whether it's racism whether it's uh, climate crisis whether it's uh, nuclear war whether it's terror you know all of this stuff whether it's pandemic in fact i heard a term the other night uh they were calling it a not a tridemic some other stupid term again another term that you never heard about just like atmospheric river. Nobody ever heard of the atmospheric river until like six months ago, right? Even weathermen are like, what are they talking about? But yet the weathermen out west, they just act like they learned it in meteorological school like 20 years ago. When everybody knows that no one's ever heard of a, what, what was the uh, bomb cyclone? All of these things that they're literally inventing out of thin air and acting as if they've been common for, for our whole lives. They're not. These people are insane scientific madmen. And they're just they're just trying to kill us all. How fun. What you say or what you do, I'm not going along with your agenda. You can throw me in the fire and my God will save me, but even if he doesn't, I'm still not going to go along with your nonsense until we start to do that, right? Civil disobedience, right? Non-compliance in a massive organized way. Just everybody just start saying no. Okay. Until we do that, they're going to continue to keep feeding us this crap. And uh, many people will fall for it. I mean, the one consolation is, I guess, that it's going to take out the dumb people first. I mean, I don't want people to die, but, I mean, if you're going to be stupid, or, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to look into something that some stranger is telling you to inject in your body. You're not even going to, like, go to WebMD. I mean, you're not going to open a book or ask your neighbor who's a nurse or, you know, Say, ah, maybe I'll give it six months and see what happens. Right? If you're not going to take those basic steps of survival, I don't know what to tell you other than I guess we're just going to have a 
you know, a lot fewer stupid people initially. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. You're cutting don't, out. Don't tell me that for the last 10 minutes you haven't heard anything. No, no, no we heard you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you think that... Because my roommate heard me. <laughs> do you think that uh, Alex could be some kind of controlled opposition? Like, why do you think they're allowing him to speak? And and let me just put my my one cent out there. I would think it was because they have to tell you what they're doing before they do it. And so he's the messenger for that. What are your well, thoughts? I mean, that, that's certainly a theory that I've had myself. It's a theory I've been told by other people. But what difference does it make? Right? If Vladimir Putin says that the sky is blue, it's okay to agree with him because the sky is blue, okay? And so, you know, this is the, I, I get would have to kill me, right? But they just know that human behavior is to listen today and forget about it tomorrow. They have information dominance, so they will just scream their lies louder and more often. And then human nature will be to believe the lie rather than to follow up on this one story you heard about this one SF Green Beret guy, right? And so that's one of the reasons. One, you know, they've demonized Alex Jones. Eh, not that many people are listening to him, so what difference does it make? But yes, there is the occult lesser magic concept that they want us to know at some level, or they want some people to know, right? I mean, ultimately, it doesn't matter. I mean, you just need to take in the information, take in the observations, and come to your own conclusions. If we simply say, somebody told me not to listen to that person, I mean, come on, lady. Everybody knows that when you were in high school and your mom said, stay away from that boy, you didn't listen to her, right? Why? Why can't we do the same thing with sources of information? When Big Brother is telling us not to listen to this person because they're QAnon, right? Or they're conspiracy theorists or wackadoodle or whatever term that they use, maybe that we should start to say, Maybe there's something to that person. Let me listen for a week and see. Let me actually try to disprove the things that they say, right? And then you might find out that they're the ones lying, and you might find out some information that you never heard before. And does it mean that everybody, you got to agree with everybody all the time? No. So I don't expect everybody to agree with everything I say, right? In fact, uh, you know, one of our listeners visited me in jail, and we disagreed on some things, right? But that doesn't mean that I think that they're stupid or you shouldn't listen to that person or I don't like them anymore. No. We disagree because we're humans. We have different experiences. We have different observations. We have different agendas, right? I mean, there's some things I would love to say and that I would probably say on a regular left. basis. If I didn't have to pay a whole bunch of legal bills, I can't uh, continue my fight against this 
common enemy of ours if I'm pissing off 75% of the people that might be able to give five or 10 bucks to help pay for these legal bills, right? So there's that level of control that everybody has to deal with, right? It's risk-reward. And someday I won't be battling the DOJ. I'll have billions of dollars for my civil suit, and I can become the George Soros of the good guys. And with that, we'll talk tomorrow. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for being here. I have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) I made him do it. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. I make him do that. I say, if, if you don't come on the podcast tonight, uh, no tuna for you. You're not going to have chicken. You don't get any more honey buns. I'm telling the guards. Okay. So, I just wanted to let you guys know that we have the abolish the FBI shirts back in stock. We have a lot of them, please. If you would like to do some stocking stuffers, we've got a couple different options for you here. So these are the abolish the FBI shirts. What's different from them uh, from last time to this time, this one on the bottom, it says Jerry Brown, Jeremy Brown, defense.com. The other one said Brown for Florida.com. And then we also have another stocking stuffer for you here, makehoneygreatagain.com, using that J6 Green Beret uh, promo code to get $5 going into Jeremy's Defense Fund. And I actually just spoke with Todd yesterday, I believe, and he said uh, a single person bought six uh, bottles of honey the other day and use the code J six green beret. So somebody out there is definitely stocking their stuffings with make honey, great again.com honey. So that's awesome. Um, the abolish the FBI shirts are great. What I think I've told you guys this before, but just to reiterate the fact, Jeremy Brown is a t-shirt snob. Okay. He takes his t-shirts very seriously. He cares about the feel, the texture. Um, He's also very particular about the brands that are used for these t-shirts. So this isn't one of those t-shirts that feels crunchy. Um, It's not going to shrink a lot. (laughs) I don't think it's going to shrink. Mine didn't anyway. But the point being that these are not cheap t-shirts. So if you're paying $30, Please know that that includes shipping. If you happen to see us at an event, the t-shirt will be $25 because we don't have to pay for shipping. But either way, they come in army green and black writing and also the the black with the white writing as you see there. So please feel free to make some executive decisions on jeremybrowndefense.com. That'd be much appreciated. And it's obviously going to a good place. The fundraiser that we had last weekend was very successful. I just want to put a little shout out there. If you have landscaping needs and you think to yourself, one leaf blower is definitely not enough. I need two. I need two leaf blowers at the same time. Max power, if you will. Please go to Twinstorm.com. 
And I'm going to show that one to you. Is it's is a pretty neat invention. And why am I bringing that up right now? Because we had the twin storm at the silent auction and uh, we're lucky enough to get some bids on it. So check this thing out. If that catches your eye, please see our, our friends over here at twinstorm.com. And uh, without much more ado, I will wish you guys a good night. So we will be seeing you tomorrow in the fusion cell. Sorry for not being here for a few days, but don't worry. We're back in the saddle. Um, hope everybody has a, a wonderful night. Thank you very much for being here. And whatever you do, folks, please don't do nothing. Have a good night. World domination, same old dream. The universe grows smaller every day. This nation and the God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. It was a great word.